today we're talking about certainty and how humans naturally always crave certainty and to know what's going to happen but it's ironic because the future is inherently uncertain and no matter what we're working towards or what steps we take we don't really know what's going to happen have you felt certain in your life recently no i haven't felt certain i think i felt especially uncertain just because you know i'm transferring schools i'll be at my third school in three years about to move again be my live in my fourth or fifth place within the past few years um i feel like i don't know where i'm going in life but i have changed my relationship to uncertainty and i think i've felt more more comfortable and calm lately because i know that you know even even though i don't really know what's going to happen i'm kind of up for the up for the journey in a way yeah more recently i um i've kind of embraced uncertainty in terms of like i think recognizing and more further accepting that my life is uh could really go anywhere i guess and to me that means not really stressing about much and just just enjoying the small things uh, as well as trying to focus on myself and not um kind of kind of avoid obstacles uh in my life concerning people um and I think the the first thing to talk about with certainty would be, um, I mean personally, this this is this has been the case for me a lot of the time. I'm not sure if you've if you've experienced it, but oftentimes, like I'll be I'll be starting a week. It'll be you know Sunday night, Monday morning, or whatever, and I do have a desire to look at my work schedule, my school schedule, and all that, and I try to plan things around it. Like you know, text different people. Hey, are you free this day? Or just like decide what I'm gonna be doing by myself on that day. I I kind of like having a schedule um, planned out for me and knowing what I'm gonna do. And then so in a way I'll know what that day holds and I won't really be um, worried about worried about being bored, worried about like not having anything to do. And lately I've made it a point to not plan as much and you know if i if i work until eight one day and i don't plan anything afterwards i'll be like you know if i don't have anything planned maybe somebody will hit me up and i'll do something fun or i can go home and do whatever but like i want to be more spontaneous with my actions and act on immediate desires behave based on how i'm feeling at that moment because you know with whenever you plan things um and you're you're telling somebody that you're going to do something with them three days from now, you may You may want to do that at the moment and it sounds fun, but in three days you don't know how you're going to feel. That's a good point, I think. I'm definitely someone who does not plan that much at all. I kind of... I wouldn't say I rely on others. Um, I do kind of wait often until others uh, reach out to me if things are going to happen uh, concerning me and them 
as far as myself and my plans, I know I go to school, um, and you know I still have a fair amount of free time on the weekends and after school on most days. Um, so more recently, I've just kind of made a de facto system for myself where you know I try and exercise almost every day. Um, so maybe I'll be doing that after school or earlier in the day or later in the day on weekends. I like to go out into nature and um, take long walks. So I guess in essence I do have um, an idea of what I enjoy as a person and, and that's how I've been spending my time um, more recently. You know, I watch a lot of films for instance as well. Of course, um, all this is in the nature of trying to become more comfortable with uncertainty and trying to be more certain with myself and I think for me personally it's easier for me to be more certain and more comfortable when there's not outside forces perhaps controlling my time um, and there's there's comfort and certainty in that solitude because yeah. the the more people that you're around the more uncertain the situation is like any person within the uh any person within the group or just you know environment that you're in can say anything at any point and bring the situation into a completely different um swing yeah a different swing like just change the mood of it completely can affect you and i mean like m more people some people are better at maintaining their emotional state in a group of people than others like some people are just pretty chill and like anything can happen and they remain calm whatever but you know i think i've experienced and you have also experienced um, some change in your emotional state based on like what's going on around you and the people that you're sharing your time with and I think like days that I just spend alone I'm doing my own thing I'm not really worrying about anybody else I'm not hanging out with anybody it's just there's such a comfort in knowing that nothing unexpected will happen I mean within reason like obviously things can happen that you weren't expecting but like if you're just hanging out by yourself and you're not communicating with anybody, like the this the amount of uncertainty is much less than there would be if you if you were hanging out with a group of people. And I, and it also, you know, I think the same could be said about like romantic relationships. Whenever you're pursuing somebody, whenever you're trying to impress anybody, or if you're in a relationship, I mean, there's just so much that you have to worry about like pleasing other people and then the uncertainty of like how they're going to react to the things that you do or say um maybe like they'll start feeling differently about you there's just i think a lot of things that you're always worrying about and thinking about but if you're not involved with anybody you're not trying to be involved with anybody then you're kind of just chilling and the amount of uncertainty is much lower so I think the the point that I've reached is you know I'm not trying to pursue anybody 
and it is really comfortable. I think sometimes I, I think about, you know, what if maybe I tried to have something with somebody, but it, at the end of the day, it's just, there is so much uncertainty and it's like so uncomfortable that it, unless you really want it, you shouldn't pursue it. Yeah, recently I took a trip, um, just a three-day trip to a different city, uh, Seattle, Washington, and I'd never been there before, never been to the state. Um, and though I have some experience in the Pacific Northwest, uh, I was in a completely new place and I had a vague idea of what I was going to be doing there, but really in essence I was just seeing this new world and seeing a lot of new characters as well and being exposed to a lot of new feelings um, you know and, and the essence of that liquidity is uh, uncertain and you know it really puts you in a different place a different mindset and when I returned here to my home where I live I definitely can say that I do feel a bit strange because um, before I had gone I felt comfortable with uh, with the de facto schedule that I was living out and, and then I, I went and did this thing that kind of shook me up not necessarily in a bad way but it took you out of your comfort zone yeah and, you know, and I've come back to it and maybe it seems a bit like this old place, my home, is, is not as interesting as that experience. Um, and so I, yeah, and I, mean, and I feel it, like I've been dropped back into the box. And in that, what we're talking about, you know, with the uncertainty of going to a new place and experiencing new things, there is sort of a trade-off. If you're wanting to experience life and... Um, find new things, new people to love, trying out different parts of the world and, you know, finding new things, you're going to be subjected to a lot of uncertainty and discomfort. But then at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, is that discomfort and uncertainty worth what I'm getting out of it? Yeah, I mean, of course it depends on where you're going and who you're exposed to. I think the recent changes that I've made in my life to um, distance myself from people um, or emotions that I felt caused me to, to be uncertain, you know, I think that was a good move for me because it gave me time to reflect on um, essentially why I was feeling those feelings and you know it, it kind of brought an end to a long period of, um, of struggling to to come to terms with myself for not being able to address these things um, but I think the answer is not trying to attack them but but letting them be and distancing myself from them so that yeah, I, and like, and I can find peace and distancing yourself from those things you're not becoming certain but you're growing more comfortable with that uncertainty and you're I mean in a way you're becoming a little bit a little bit more certain but I mean yeah like, I mean like it's we a said mixed bag. yeah like we said earlier there's there's only so much that you can be certain about I mean you can learn so much about 
all the things that you're dealing with. You can, you know, rehearse situations in your head. Like whenever you know you're going to talk to somebody, you can think of every possible um, way that the, that the conversation could go and you can feel so prepared and certain. But like no matter how certain you are, there's always going to be more uncertainty because just that's how life is. You can really never know how other people are going to act no matter how well you know them because you can't be in their head. Yeah, I mean, I brought it up with you today. I've watched some films recently which have their main kind of themes and messages leave you with um, perhaps the understanding that life um, is maybe not all it's cracked up to be. Um, and a lot of aspects of life are unfair and unpredictable. And, you know, that's a pretty dismal prospect. I think if you if you reflect on that alone. But of course, kind of the flip side to that is there's there's many joyful and happy things which might be right around the corner that you like aren't expecting at all. Yeah, and I think that's where changing your relationship to the uncertainty comes in because if you can learn to appreciate it and, you know, just ride the wave, so to speak, and like really appreciate everything that comes your way and not be so worried about what's going to come, but just be ex accepting. Um, you're going to enjoy life a lot more because, I mean, no matter... No matter what's going on, you can always find an angle, find a lens to look at life through and be negative and think that it's just not worth it and there's it's kind of not all it's cracked out to be. But I think changing your relationship to uncertainty and just embracing life and taking the good with the bad, not judging things too strongly whenever something bad happens and just labeling everything else as bad as well. I think, you know, all it has to, it just has, it just has, um, the most to do with being open-minded. Yeah, I and, mean. And not always needing certainty, you know. Talking about nihilism today, as we were, I mean, I think there is that positive trait found within nihilism I think that is uh, you know I mean I was reflecting last night talking with my mother about this where I feel like I've become quite a reflective thinker because of my mother but my dad is more uh, stayed kind of more peaceful and accepting of the way that life is I suppose and so I feel like I have aspects of both of them in me and I think a lot of the time um, I enjoy the mental capability that I found I have uh, developed because of my mother uh, and her insight but more recently I have found comfort in, tr in, uh, in realising just how much I may have gotten from my father and practising his habits such as um, just like what you were saying, I mean, I think it's like being open to life, going with the flow, but to me, personally, it's kind of like recognising that though you will feel those uh, stresses and pains and those emotional things will resurface, you will have those bad days. Um, mm -hmm. 
maybe within that day or within that week or however long it takes you, maybe you need to write it down, but like you can bring yourself back for me to remembering that like things don't really matter as much as you think they do. Uh, and well, I would say you they have many you have a lot of time to go. I think I think all of your feelings and emotions do matter. They do matter, but like I think we put some of the negative emotions on the forefront and we pay much more attention to those than the positive ones. I guess another way to phrase it would be something I read online which was will this matter to you in 10 days? You know, and with a lot of things, it's like, no. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. No. And so I think I think that's a pretty good way to describe what I'm trying to get at. Uh, you know, and to me, that means just like... There's there's many things which, which come at you and cause you to feel a way which you didn't expect and that makes you feel uncertain. It throws off the certainty of your day or, or of your life or of your well-being. Um, but I think, and I think it is kind of a, a slight struggle for me is trying to accept a, an overall general view of the world and life that is accepting uh, of its unpredictable, uncertain nature. And within that uncertainty, you find certainty. It's a paradox. Yeah, and I think for me it's like in high school I got really depressed and you know, say on any given day if I began feeling really depressed whenever I felt okay earlier in that day, I would just kind of freak out. I was like, Oh no, not again, not not this feeling, not this emotion. I thought I was done with this and I would completely let it consume me. I mean, yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, um, to you early today, now whenever I start feeling depressed, I don't know, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah, it's just like the meme. Oh, yeah, it's just like, hey, I've felt this a million times. It will pass. It's not a big deal. Let's just accept it, feel it, and it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I said to you today, like, uh, the way that I get down these days is is just different than it used to be. I, I used to have actual depression. I used to be in a bad place. Uh, and when I look back on that now, it's like, well, I don't feel that bad right now. So maybe that can help you. But I think the way that I feel these days when I get down is more of just like a pseudo, a pseudo numbness that that is more part of the negative side of nihilism as well. Kind of like... Nothing matters, and my life is pointless, and I don't get much excitement, I can't feel much excitement in my life. Yeah, and I think that's basically the reason that I stray away from nihilism. And I can appreciate points of it, but... Um, I relate much better to the aspects of existentialism that are like, you know, your life is in your hands. 
it's all based on the choices that you make and you should not necessarily avoid pain and maximize pleasure but you should do the things that are going to benefit you the most and you know for some people that could mean helping others um, doing selfless things but at the end of the day I think you're making those decisions and you're doing those things because they either make you feel good they adhere to some value that you hold it's like I don't know, like life isn't meaningless you are you are making choices based on things that you want to do you feel like you should do or whatever and I think eventually everybody should reach a place where they know what they value they know what they like and what makes them feel good and they know what they should stray away from and then make choices based on those understandings yeah, as I said to you today, more recently I had the feeling that perhaps one of the greater things uh, to enjoy or to explore in life is the cultivation of one's own self and the embracing of independence, meaning that perhaps you don't need to care what others think of you or of what you're doing you should pursue those things that you enjoy within your means um, and you should I think uh, in, in solitude sometimes and in, in quiet you know maybe you don't say that thing in a conversation because you don't know where it's going to go uh, well that could be perceived as being um, uncooperative maybe I think it's it can be viewed as like silent, independent cultivation of the character. Um, well, and there's also you know the divide between reflection and experience. Like uh, the stranger Camus novel talks about it a lot because you know at the beginning of the the book he's just kind of going through life almost like a zombie he just isn't really thinking about anything he's just doing everything everybody asks him the questions and he is like well why would you ask that and then of course the whole thing happens when he shoots the dude and then he goes to prison but then like the second half of the book is him in prison reflecting on everything thinking about his whole life questioning all these things and um i mean that, that book is an excellent depiction of the divide between reflecting and um, experiencing and I think lately in my own life I've been thinking about that a lot like because for so long I was so in my head I was so disconnected from the world that it got to be very unpleasant and I was always just thinking about um, you know what my life meant what where was I supposed to be going whether I even was enjoying myself or not and then, you know, a few months ago, I started making a lot of progress at being more present and just experiencing things. And I think since I made so much progress, um, and I just kind of see the world differently now, I'm better at just getting out there and experiencing things. Now I've kind of reached this point where I'm 
trying to find a good balance between reflection, um, getting it, being stuck in my head and actually experiencing things like going out there and finding new experiencing, finding new experiences, being present. And I think certainty has a lot to do with that. You know, I think reflecting on things, um, gives you more certainty just like being in your head and, and assessing things, analyzing experiences that you had, and just becoming more and more certain about specific people and spe uh, specific instances. But whenever you're just out there actually experiencing and doing the things, there's no certainty. There's a little bit if you know the person really well and you kind of have a little bit of room um, in what you're expecting to happen from those people or from the situations but like you know life just comes and throws things at you and I think that's a struggle that I've had at least like you know how much time should I give myself before I go out and do these things how much time should I spend thinking about it and worrying about it there was something I read in my English class that was talking about kind of like the more common uh, man and the holy man their ideas of happiness and how do they achieve it you know and the holy man will kind of like the, the Indian idea perhaps uh, of the holy man that these religions will some of them sit all day and perhaps meditate or just just be Whereas the common man is always active, like you say, and going out and doing things and experiencing things. Uh, and the argument is that both can find their own kinds of happiness. Um, but perhaps the common man is, is chasing too much, chasing being a consumer. But the holy man, is he truly thinking about his life? Um, and it's something to consider, I think. I mean, I think for me, what I was talking about earlier, like, I think one of the ways to be more comfortable with viewing the world is like my dad, which is not questioning it as much and just going about your life, enjoying the simple things that you do um, and trying to, trying, trying to be at ease. But if you're not thinking about these things and you're doing and you're doing things that you enjoy, then you probably will already be at ease, and just uh, just calm. You know, and I think the other way of life, like my mother, is thinking about things and thinking about the emotional and passionate aspect of things, which of course is the pendulum that can be very exciting and happy and joyful or, or sad and depressing and painful and again for me personally I think these are the paths which I have been given and I need to blend them and I need to create my own path uh, and I feel like right now I'm at the age and point in my life where I need to take more time to understand myself and understand my relationship people because I have been hurt and mm -hmm. I have hurt other people and 
I'm only just now really beginning to reflect on what my life means and how I should best act as a person to fulfill myself. And I think that's how you find the necessary amount of introspection and uh, just reflecting on things because that it doesn't have to include worrying. I think the, the, the healthy amount of introspection and reflecting on things is the amount necessary to fully understand yourself um, at any given point. And since you're always changing as a person, it's kind of like a, a dynamic process. You should always be checking in with yourself and processing your experiences because you, you know, just because it, you're, you become self-aware at age 18, like if you don't continue to check in with yourself and, and stay aware, that doesn't mean that you're always going to be, because you're always changing, um, you're always changing super frequently. And I, I think to be happy and to know how to um, deal with situations and make your choices, you need to know what makes you happy, what gets to you, and all that. So I think, I think there is a divide, but it's different for every single person, and it's always changing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people go about their routines and their creatures of habit. I think in many ways I am myself. Um, and that's a more certain life. So I think you could argue that, especially if those people aren't exposing themselves to new experiences or new people, then they are not changing as much. Um, but over time they may change to become more solidified in in not being as adventurous and of course there are people who, who often try new things but they might not feel stable because they can't find a middle ground to stop and rest um, for a moment because everything around them is constantly changing <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's why certainty is actually one of the biggest influencers in how somebody lives their life, like big big picture wise. Um, because yeah, I think there's some people that you know they get to be thirty and forty or whatever. They're just so adventurous. They're traveling, and they're like, no, I'm never gonna settle down and get married because you know I don't, I don't like that the idea of that lifestyle where I just you know I know it's gonna happen every day and it's boring and comfortable or whatever because some people are sort of scared of certainty while the majority of people crave certainty and they're kind of like well I instead of living my youth to the fullest and exploring going all these different places I'd rather you know meet somebody and settle down and get married sooner rather than later because you know what's the wait and I think I'm sort of in the middle because I, I want to get married probably in my late 20s, early 30s, something like that. I, I know, but I, I, you know, I'd like to live life to the fullest right now and not really 
have any expectations. You know, like I right now, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose like to get married around thirty. But at the same time, like I don't want to expect anything, and I I want to just take life as it comes. Yeah, I mean, personally, I feel like I'm at a point in life where, um, as I said, I want to take more time just to feel things out and see how I feel maybe in a year or two or five. Um, And I guess, in a way, I'm testing myself while not being, while not exploring more (laughs) because it's like, how long can I stay in the machine will will I grow so tired of it one day that I like can't wait to break free and will it be orgasmic when I do mm-hmm. but yeah again right now I it's, think it's I just want to wait and see delayed gratification I've been thinking about that a lot like you know right now I am trying to live every day to the fullest and I'm not necessarily unhappy um but you know if I had to choose whether or not I was in a serious relationship, yeah, I would pick yes because I really like having companionship. I really like that certainty. I like being loved and being able to express my affections to somebody. But right now, it just doesn't make sense to be looking for that. So I'm like, okay, well, one day I will have that. And all of this time waiting for that or not having it, it's going to make it that much better. And not just like with romantic relationships. I feel that way about, you know, financial stability. Right now I'm going to school full time and working almost full time, paying for my own rent, my food and everything. And it's kind of stressful, could be worse, but I think it really excites me to know that one day, like after I get done with grad school and everything, I'll be more financially stable. Um, I think that'll be really cool. Yeah, and I mean, just right now, it's like at this age, everything is uncertain. um, And you can make the most of things, but you're kind of just like working towards a lot of things. So delayed gratification is very relevant to most people our age, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not sure where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do. Again, I think at this point I'm just waiting to see because in some ways, in some ways I feel like I'm only just now beginning to enter the realm of, uh, of higher thinking. Um, what do you mean by how you're thinking? I guess having come out of more emotional parts of my life um, and more sensitive parts of my life I'm, I am more at peace these days and as, as I have grown older I, I think I can now understand kind of life for what it is Mm-hmm. Uh, and how many people are always going, going, going maybe trying to experience or not but I think for me I am most comfortable and can most enjoy life without the sense of immediacy that permeates uh, within things like stress and anxiety 
And honestly, man, I think I think that sense of peace has a lot to do with becoming more okay with uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, I I think it is the acceptance again of the nature of things. Um, yeah, you're just like you know I've been through so much leading up to now. Um, felt a lot of pain, felt a lot of joy. Ah shit! Here we go. <laughs> Here we again. go again. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like, hey, now I'm at this place where not a whole lot is going on, and, you know, I could be better, but I'm okay. And I don't really know where I'm going or what's going to happen, but whatever. Well, it was something it a, uh, my professor said that, that he, f- he feels, I believe he's about 50, and he feels that as you grow in age and time goes on, you realize that many times in life, the best you're going to be is content. That's the best it's going to get. And Yeah, and I think that's actually what I what I search for most of the time. Yeah, I mean, for me, I know that that's, that's about as good as I can uh, like physically feel. I don't often feel very happy. That's not an emotion that I can relate to that well. I mean, I think I would I think I would prefer contentment over like very sharp very temporary joy spikes up and down I guess because you know sadly it, uh, I don't really like admitting this but the most content I've ever felt was like whenever I was really in love in a serious relationship that I felt secure in and I was with that person um, kind of just seemed like everything else in the world was non-existent the only thing that mattered was like just us in that moment and I just I felt truly content and I don't like you know describing my m- moment of most the, the most content I've ever been describing it as a moment with um, with another person and that it wasn't really truly achieved on my own but yeah. I, I think feeling super content like that in a, in a moment like that it's just it's better than extreme joy because it's like hey I feel so good right now but this is it could end at any moment and I it might spike downward um, it's very uncertain and I think I think feeling content is just like the epitome of not caring about anything that's going to happen like you don't really you're not really thinking about whether anything is uncertain or certain you're just like right now I feel at peace and I'm not thinking about the future I'm just soaking in this moment right now yeah well that, that's one way to look at it I think there's there's soaking in the moment and not looking at the future um, I myself often do think of the future wondering what I'll be like who I'll be with and what that will be like but yeah I think as I said before the the peace that I have found to be the greatest is is the peace of the moment the meditative kind of um, zone in which you accept the things that you must do mm-hmm and when you accept the things that you must do, even though a lot of them you don't enjoy, 
you know, for me and my easy life compared to others at school. And so it's kind of like, yeah, I don't want to do these things, but like, if I just sit down in front of the computer, you know, and I'll use the term that, uh, that us students love to, uh, to use, you know, when you just like bullshit something, but it's like, <laughs> are you, are you really bullshitting, bullshitting it? Cause you're still doing the work. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes you like, you're not thinking about it, but other times I think there's that sense of just sitting down doing the thing. Okay. It's done. I think there's a spectrum. And you because don't need to spend time thinking about how much you don't want to do it. Because sometimes you, you fully bullshit it. You're just like, this was absolute shit. Yeah. I, I barely, <laughs> <Off the> shorts. <laughs> I barely followed the requirements. Like, what the fuck is this? Burn it. And that's like at the bottom. But then like, you know, I've done plenty of assignments that I'm like, hey, this was not my best work. I wouldn't show anybody that I didn't have to. I'm not proud of it. But it's not bad. Like, I followed the requirements, made some valid points. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, I think it is a spectrum. Yeah, and if someone were to say, oh, were these your thoughts and that's how you, you felt about it? You know, you might have to read it again, but you'd be like, yeah, that is how I feel. Yeah, and, and you're like, you know, the, yeah, I guess I, I meant what I said. I'm not super proud of it because I didn't put that much effort in. I think... Yeah, like the papers that I've done that I was just really proud of, I was like, I actually put a lot of effort in. I felt passionate about what I was saying. And it hasn't been super often that I had a paper like that that I just felt like super good about. But, you know, there's only been a couple that I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm turning this in. I don't want to look my professor in the eye. This was the worst thing I've ever written. You turn it in and run away. And like, yeah, like usually it's somewhere in the middle. I Usually I do an okay job kind of minimal effort but like could be a lot worse I get like a B on it and I'm like okay whatever never have to think about this again mm. I uh, I did want to touch <clears throat> on another important point of the uh, certainty topic today what is that? Um, my wiener what? what? I wanted to, you to touch up on my wiener. Please, please put your pants on. Bro, please. Bro, please, it's been so long. Um, so we were actually talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, but it's the, the certainty of life versus the certainty in, of death. Mm. And I think a way to kind of introduce this idea is Life is inherently uncertain, like we said at the beginning of the episode. No matter how knowledgeable you are, um, no matter how familiar you are with somebody or like or something that you're doing, you you never know what's gonna happen. Really, life is inherently uncertain. Whereas death, you know, you can talk about your different views on the afterlife, whatever. But death is is certain. Because whenever you die, you are not part of this earth anymore. You are not alive. You are not living the life that you are living now. You um, cease to exist. Yeah, you, you you cease to exist, at least for the purposes of uh, of this life on earth. Yeah, I, mean, I think another way to interpret that is through consciousness. And 
as long as you have a living, breathing consciousness that may be itself a gift or a curse. Um, there is the uncertainty of life, the events around you, people and their consciousnesses, and your consciousness. Sometimes you don't know how you're going to interpret a situation or how you're going to feel about it. But yes, of course, with death, when your consciousness, in my opinion, ceases to exist, then your body will continue to exist, but you will be gone. Well, yeah, and I think... Um, I think it is sort of interesting that almost everybody that I've ever met was if not actively afraid of dying and avoiding death, they were like, they didn't like thinking about it. They didn't like thinking about dying, um, which I, is... I can't say I don't like thinking about death. I don't really have strong opinions about it. I don't like thinking about it. It's not something that really worries me every day and like it keeps me up at night or anything, but I, I would rather not think about it just because it is sort of like a... A weird thing to think about. I, I am not always the happiest person, but I don't want to die. And I think thinking about it is sort of scary. Well, I mean, I think, you know, on that note with your dad, you know, it is something much closer to you. Yeah. Um, I have thought about it, trust me, um, way more than I have in the past because my dad is dying. I've been writing his eulogy. Um, it could be a matter of days. I honestly wake up every morning and I'm like, hey, is today the day? Am I going to receive that phone call? And it, yeah, I, I think, especially in writing the eulogy, I've been trying to sum up his life, his shortcomings, where he went wrong, maybe trying to formulate an explanation on why he did the things that he did and why he is in his position today. And obviously it's not something that I can really sum up, but I've been doing the best that I can from my perspective because a lot of people didn't know him nearly as well as I did and I want people to kind of hear what I have to say. Um, but yeah, I have been thinking about death a lot more and I think it's also really relevant to talk about people um, following certain religions basically because they're afraid of death and they think certain religions, I mean specifically Christianity, it gives them a promise of afterlife. <laughs> and honestly, like since my dad knew that he had cancer, he's been like talking to people about like his faith and stuff. Has he? Yeah. And it is really interesting to me because he was never really super into religion um and i don't think he, and then i mean like whenever i was growing up we would all go to church and stuff but i don't think he i don't think his heart was ever really in it he just thought that he was supposed to go and it was the right thing to do and it would ultimately make him happier but then for a long time i think he just turned his back on it didn't really worry too much about it but now he's been really revisiting it and I think it's a really big struggle for him because he doesn't it's really hard for him to believe it and also I think he's very negative he like 
well, if there is a God, you know, why would he make me like this? Why would he give me all these flaws? Why would he, it, why would he make the world so hard to live in? But he's also scared. And I think, you scared know. Scared of judgment? He's scared of, yeah, of dying and, you know, meeting, meeting his maker and not fully believing before he dies and then, you know, like not cutting it or or whatever that is. Yeah, I mean, this is a very sensitive topic, you know, for a dying man and as someone who is not religious, I, I feel that my non-belief in the afterlife can be like a gut punch to the religious people who do believe in that. Uh, I think it's a very interesting thing to to believe that you as the individual who did not exist before you were born you are granted an eternity of at least um, eternal consciousness uh, and the way that I feel about the biological and physical makeup of the universe and of humans themselves, I think that we are just animals like any other creature that happen to have an amazing uh, intellect. And it's so amazing that it has allowed us to concoct these ideas of grandeur that that are false, that, that do not have basis um, in the material world. And I think the only part that's hard for me is like, you know, I'm, I'm not religious. I don't necessarily believe in any God or anything like that, but I was raised pretty religious. Everybody else in my family is religious. I'm the only one that isn't. And I think there will always be this sense of guilt that kind of follows me around. Not because I, I believe it's anything to be ashamed of, but because I was just raised a certain way and, you know, there's always going to be that part of me that's uncertain. And I'm like, even though none of this is logical to me, it's just not who I am. What if... You know, what if my family was right and they all go to heaven or whatever and I was the one who didn't and I just ruined their eternity because they wish I was there with them. And it, it sort of it sort of seems like sort of a silly, irrational fear, but I think we all we all are shaped by s some silly things that we are brought up with. I think that's a good point, and that, that's something that I can understand. Um, it does make me think of all the, the people of, of other religions, you know, there's the age-old question of if one religion is correct or not, and, and what about the pagans of old? But, you know, if it was me with, with a dying man or a dying woman, or any person on their deathbed 
and, and they were looking to me asking something like you know am I going to go to the good place am I going to go to the happy hunting ground <laughs> and who, who would I be in that moment to say no yeah I actually thought about that as well I, I think I almost definitely would be like be at peace yeah. brother or sister be at peace you will it, it will be the pain will be gone soon and you will be happy oh yeah I mean have you seen that movie The Invention of Lime mm-hmm. yeah I think about that sometimes yeah yeah anyway I mean it's like there's so much uncertainty in life life is inherent, inherently uncertain and the act of dying is completely certain but like death itself is what is super uncertain some people may believe it to be more uncertain than others because some people are like dude there's no way that there's anything other than just death and I, I'm I, sometimes like that but you know at the same time I'm just like none of us know none of us here have actually died before so there's there's no way to know that's true they say of all the young men or young people who have died just like the film Peter Jackson was saying they shall not grow old um, someone who is killed not of old age is robbed um, and the, yeah that's another thing with my dad it's like Look, I, I've seen I've seen this come in for a really long time, but at, at the end of the day, he's he's fifty five, dude. It's like he could have met my grandchildren and lived for you know however much longer, and and he's not enjoying life anymore at this point. But he he is a really great guy, and if he wasn't so plagued with all of his problems then I think he could have been something do you want to talk about his problems and and why this is happening well uh yeah I mean my my dad you know he's he's had a drinking problem since he was a teenager um he avoids his problems he has always had this innate need to feel special um to feel like he has his purpose he he i think he really struggled to find a meaning of life and whenever he never found it or made his peace with it he just covered it up with drinking and it never stopped you know all throughout his 20s and 30s and 40s and then within the past like five years it's gotten really really bad since he's turned 50 i guess Maybe some of it's existential dread, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just he was drinking so frequently in, like, such high amounts, drinking, like, a bottle of vodka, like, within a few hours. Uh, your body can just, can just only take so much. He got really bad cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, and then I think that, like, spread, you know, throughout his body. Now apparently he has pancreatic cancer. And, yeah, he's just in really bad shape. Um, yeah, I don't... I've been trying to figure out how I feel about it. It's just a lot to process, you know? What would you say about... Is your dad 
Has he lived? Has he lived an uncertain life, or is he a certain man? I think the thing about him is, he craved certainty. That's perhaps not something that he could cultivate himself or never find. No, and I mean he never understood or even asked himself enough questions to understand that that was something that he desired. I think he had a lot of desires. And a lot of anxieties, but he never really understood any of them. So drinking was just easier. So I think a lot of the questions that we've been asking on on this podcast um, are things that maybe if he asked those types of questions and found his answer, then he could have been a little bit less um, miserable and a little bit less frantic in his... Um, in his life so yeah I, I guess it is hard to deal with and it's hard to come to grips with make make sense of but at the same time I'm just looking at what happened to him and I'm glad that I'm making my peace now and I'm coming to terms with a lot of things and figuring out who I am and what I want because I know that I'll never end up like him and that's that's some comfort and that's some that's some certainty. And you may feel after it goes that you have a greater sense of certainty about life itself. Yeah, and I think so for years and years he's been just fucking up and ruining my image of him, whatever. And I'm scared for him to die and I and I it makes me uncomfortable to think about the fact that I'll never see him again. But there is certainty in death, you know. He, did, I think growing up he just kept on leaving and coming back, being sober for a while, then starting to drink again. And it sounds morbid, but I think there will be a little bit of comfort in him just being gone. And I can just remember him fondly. And all that will exist is my memory of him. And I think maybe the only thing or the strongest thing you can do is to take solace in the fact that his pain and the pain that he causes will cease. Yeah, exactly, man. The living Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good spot to end the episode this week. As always, this is Captain Kirk, and that is... Um, yeah. Live long and prosper. Well, I suppose we'll see you folks later when the time comes. When the time comes.